BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Balance Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. You guys would laugh if you've seen me recording my intro because I'm standing in my parents' kitchen. I'm still home in Sacramento. It's so nice to be here. And this is probably like my seventh or eighth time recording my introduction. Well, just the beginning of it, at least, because first, well, I try to have like my sultry intro voice and I listen to it and it just doesn't sound like me. So then I redo it and I'm talking the way I usually talk, but it's way too fast. And it sounds like somebody sped my voice up to like times five or something, but that's actually just how fast I was talking because I was getting excited. So I'm not going to try to do anything specific. I'm not going to try to sound sultry and smooth and I'm not going to try to talk really, really fast and get overexcited, even though I am excited, which probably comes across in my voice anyway. So welcome back to Soul on Fire and... I'm really excited to bring you today's episode with Sarah Pendrick. She's the founder of Girl Talk Network, a women supporting women organization, nonprofit, and her and I have done a lot of work together. I've spoken on panels that she's put together. She puts together these incredibly insane group of women, just like so many successful people doing what they love. And all all the girls on all of her panels are really nice, supportive of each other, bring together these awesome audiences. Um, We've spoken with uh, just incredible women who I was going to start naming them all, but I think Sarah and I talk about it a lot during the interview. So I will let you get to that and hear it yourself. But before that, I'll just give you a little update on what I've been up to for the last couple weeks um, or the last week because these do come out every Wednesday, but it's just seemed like such a long week because it's the holidays and I'm home in Sacramento. I got here last Wednesday. So a week ago today, by the time you listen to this, it's actually Tuesday afternoon recording right now. Um, And it's been so nice. I flew home with my niece. So you guys probably maybe saw some of my Snapchats, my Instagram stories, traveling with my 13-year-old niece. And people never know what to think of us. They never know if we're sisters or if I'm her mom or we're friends. We get that sometimes. Are, are you guys friends? And we laugh like, yeah, it's, a, it's just a 26-year-old hanging out with a 13-year-old. No big deal. I mean, she is my best friend, so we are friends, but I'm also her aunt and we traveled home together because her mom, my sister, came to Sacramento a few days prior with her younger daughter, Olivia, and they stayed with my parents and 
They all did fun stuff. And Bella's dad, my brother-in-law, wasn't coming until Friday. So her and I came on Wednesday. We traveled together. Our Uber driver basically got in a car accident with us in the car. That was great. That was stressful. And um, it was great news that my usually overweight bag actually wasn't overweight. And we got home in one piece and we've been here ever since. We celebrated Christmas, Christmas Eve, Hanukkah, and I went to my seven-year high school reunion because I actually went to such a small school. I think I talked about this in one of the earlier podcast episodes, but I went to a really, really tiny school called Sacramento Country Day School. Um, I was there for... 13 years. So I was a lifer, what they call a lifer at country day. And there were 42 kids in my graduating class. So because our graduating classes were so small, when we do reunions, everybody's invited. So people who have their five, 10, 15 year anniversary, they get special stickers and special gifts from the school. But the rest of us just come to hang out and see everybody. We were really close with all of our teachers and my two best friends who are still just my closest friends in the world, my sisters practically, Katie and Danielle. Um, We always go together because the three of us are still attached at the hip. They live together in Walnut Creek. So they're always trying to get me to move to NorCal, move to the Bay Area. And honestly, after being home for this period of time, I'm considering it. So I know my life is great in LA. I have a lot of awesome people there. I love my apartment. I love my neighborhood in Brentwood. I love the studios where I teach. Um, I love my life in Brentwood, but there's something about NorCal that you just can't beat with... Like we actually have seasons here. Uh, People are incredibly nice in a different kind of way than they are in Los Angeles, which I promise I don't ever just like stereotype the whole entire population of Los Angeles into the unfriendly category or the clicky Hollywood category. I don't categorize people like that ever because there's different types of people in every city, in every state, in every place. But overall, the vibe in Sacramento is just different. Well, I'm talking about NorCal, but Sacramento specifically, because this is where my heart is. I've been going to my yoga studio, Zuda, which was my first ever yoga studio that I started going to when I was 15 years old, religiously. This is where I completely fell in love with yoga and I could just see myself here. It's weird. It's crazy. My parents will listen to this and they'll be like, Jordan, stay in LA. That's where the opportunity is. We're moving to LA eventually, blah, blah. Um, But I do love it here. So I don't know what's going to happen with going into the new year. I'm thinking about just my future and my goals and everything. So I'm up in the air. I mean, I'm lucky because I can do my profession, blogging, podcasting, all this fun stuff from anywhere. So you might see me moving at some point. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just have the NorCal bug because I'm standing in NorCal and I'm looking out the window and it's cold outside. It's winter. I'm going to be going on a walk on the American River with my parents in a little bit. And it's just magical here. It's so euphoric. I also just had coffee with one of my really good friends, Natasia Lutz. She is the model for our Balance Wand Apparel. So you'll see her all over our website. Um, 
I think she was even recognized in London by our friend Jane, um, who's really familiar with our website. And she's like, you're the face of the Balanced Blonde Apparel. And it's so cool. But Natasha's from here too. She lives in SoCal as well currently, but we both grew up here. And um, it was just so nice chatting and catching up with her. And I seriously swear that people from Sacramento, we have something about us where we just get along with other people from Sacramento so well. There's just like this inherent familial like bond when you have when you have the Sacramento vibe inside of you. It's like an energy that you can see from a million miles away. And it's it's crazy, but it's so positive. And Natasha and I have a lot of fun things planned for the new year. She's also a yoga teacher. And we're going to be manifesting all sorts of incredible stuff together that I'm really, really, really excited to share with you guys. So there's my little intro, all the deets of what I've been up to um, in a nutshell. I didn't even talk about the fact that after my reunion, we went out in downtown Sacramento. I saw tons of people that I grew up with and it was such a blast. And um, some people ended up getting pepper sprayed and it was crazy. And I actually still have pepper spray in my throat, but... That is a story for another day, which I promise I will tell if anybody actually wants to hear it. Just hit a sister up. Let me know. Um, And so let's just dive into the episode. Sarah Pendrick, she's awesome. Please do keep in mind that when I interviewed Sarah, I was very sick. So I sound kind of nasal. I sound kind of like bleh. I don't think I was super high energy that day. I was sick. I was coming down with a very bad cold. My second cold of three colds that I had this month that were really bad, all of them. So I'm trying to figure out why I keep getting sick. Let me know if you have any suggestions on why that may be other than just running myself ragged like a dog. So I was sick, but the interview is fun. Sarah's fun and we'll dive right in. So thanks for listening and you're going to love, love, love hearing from Sarah. Okay, guys. So I'm here with my friend, Sarah Pendrick. The reason why Sarah's here and why I asked her to come here today and why we're friends is because, well, she's incredible. She's one of those people who supports other women. Everybody listening probably has now found this theme as everyone who comes on my podcast is nice. (laughs) Nice girls, cool people, because I don't like to associate with people who are not nice to other women. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there like that in my industry and in every industry and all around. I'm just so happy to have Sarah Pendrick here today so she can tell you all about her Girl Talk Network. She has these big Connect and Inspire events that I always tell her are like the best planned events I've ever seen and ever been to because somehow she's able to put together just the coolest panel of people, best venue, most gorgeous setting, every but like there's just like lines of people to talk to every panelist because you somehow just cultivate just the most amazing crowd of people. So we're going to talk to Sarah all about how she plans events, how she came up with Girl Talk, what inspired her to be such a supporter of other women and friendships. And she clearly has tons of female friends, which is something that I wanted to talk about here on this podcast with now the two of us today is just, yeah, the importance of friendships and female friendships. That's something that 
I feel like I would be nowhere without my friendships and all the success I've had is mainly due to the fact because I have a ton of really awesome people in my life who I get to share that with and who support me and keep me happy and stable. So all of that good stuff. So I'm going to introduce Sarah Pendrick and she'll tell you a bit about Girl Talk and then we'll dive into some questions. Well, hi, everyone. (laughs) First of all, Jordan, I love you. I'm obsessed with you. So thank you so much for having me on today. Um, I've been a big supporter of Jordan for a long time. You know, we met briefly at like a JLo event when you were the blonde vegan. Yeah. I loved how you were so brave and you switched to the balanced blonde. And I just absolutely love that and totally admire you for everything that you did with that. I know you got a lot of crap and... It doesn't matter. Do whatever you want. And I think it was like such a good choice that you did that because that's like what worked for you. That's who you are. We change as women all the time. You're not going to be the same person or doing the same things every day. It's all about growing. So you find what works for you. And I just really admired that you did that. And so I reached out to you and we became friends. And then you're a part of Girl Talk and you've been at the last events inspiring all the girls. And so... Anyways, I'm Sarah. I'm the founder of Girl Talk and we are a nonprofit and we do events like Jordan said called Connect and Inspire and we just connect women with celebrities and influencers that are all about women supporting each other and aren't just about this kind of women supporting each other trend that we see on social media that is very important, but they actually like live it in their everyday lives. They're not just posting about it. They're not just like jumping on a bandwagon. They're like legitimately, that's how they live. Like you said, like you support women that are kind, you help other women that help each other. And it's all about women supporting women. So women supporting women is very important to me. And so that's why I started Girl Talk. And I just wanted a place for everyone to go and have these empowerment events and celebrate and learn from each other. And they're really fun. Everyone walks away with like 10 new friends. So many people have come there, like have been lost or they want to improve their businesses or they want to meet other like-minded women. There's so many things that go on there, as you know. You've inspired so many of the attendees. And then another part of Girl Talk is our charity section, which is the Girl Talk Foundation. And that will be starting in January. We're actually going to be going to ASU and talking to over 250 young women about self-love. And we'll be touring around to different cities. A lot of our speakers will be coming. Jordan, I'm sure you'll be coming to some, and especially the ones in LA. And we'll be talking to young girls. The second one is actually here and it's middle school age. So... Yeah, they deal with so many bullying and self-esteem and problems with them not having like other women that support them or competition, mean girl stuff. I mean, we're doing a school, a free school program to talk to them and kind of guide them and really show them how to love themselves. And that's supposed to come first. And then after we provide them with steps and things to keep it going and mentors to keep talking to after the program. So I'm really excited about all the things that we have going on, clearly. Yeah. I'm so excited about it too. Well, first of all, something you guys should know as you listen, the Connect and Inspire events that I've spoken at that Sarah has coordinated and gotten so many incredible sponsors and speakers for, as I mentioned briefly, but I'll get into a little more detail, have been so beautifully done. The first one was a champagne brunch and I showed up. I mean, I speak at a lot of events and I sell TBB apparel at a lot of events. And um, 
attend a lot of events. So, I mean, I've been to a lot of events. I showed up. I was excited to be there. I had no idea what was going to take place that day. And I was blown away by the number of people who turned out, first of all, that was the first event that you had hosted for Girl Talk. So I was expecting something relatively small and intimate. And this was large, like <laughs> very big, um, amazing group of people, of the speakers, the people in the audience, everything was gorgeous. It was at a hotel in Manhattan Beach. And I had had all this back and forth with Sarah because I noticed after I committed that it was my best friend Jillian's birthday and she was having this big thing at Bungalow in Santa Monica. And I miss a lot of my friends stuff from being out of town and having, you know, an overcommitted schedule. So I had told Sarah after committing, I'm so sorry, realized it's my best friend's birthday. And since this is a girl talk event. You probably understand. I I really shouldn't be missing my best friend's birthday. And Sarah was so understanding. She's like, look, we really want to have you involved. We've already sent out the invitations. You're on them. Why don't you introduce the group? So I thought, okay, perfect. I'll just get to Manhattan Beach early. They had already partnered with my makeup service that I use, Be Glammed, so I could get my hair and makeup done and thought, this is great. Go there in the morning. I'll bring Christina, who was my intern at the time, and she'll just man the apparel booth and it'll be great. So I went, did the introductions, and then I didn't want to leave. I did the introductions with Elizabeth Keene, who's a fashion style blogger. She's so sweet. And now I see her everywhere. And that was the first time I had ever met her. And then I was supposed to leave, but I couldn't leave. I was like very enamored by the event and I wanted to see, I think we introduced Sarah who then went on stage and introduced the event. And then the Bella twins came out and I couldn't leave. I was like, this is so inspiring. And Sarah's now introducing her event that she put on. I have to listen. This is cool. Oh, the Bella twins are such good speakers. Like half the audience is here to see them. I should really listen to them. And then after all this time went by, I think it was you that were like, don't you have to leave? You, you can leave. And I was like, no, I know. I, I, I just don't want to. This is really fun. And then I left, went to Santa Monica. It was great because I had my makeup done and my friends were like, oh my God, you actually like put makeup on because I never do. And it was a great day. It was so fun. But immediately, first, Christina, my intern who stayed the whole day to sell apparel, Yeah, she made an awesome video and we put it on YouTube. You guys should check it out while you listen to this um, so you can get a feel for what happened that day. Christina immediately said, you have to speak on the panel next time. It was so cool. And I think the people on the panel, there was Katie Austin, who's actually in that picture on my wall right there from Seventeen Magazine. We were both on this Fitzbo page. Um, yeah. And who else was on that panel? Was Kirby from Pop Sugar? Yeah, so Kirby's actually the MC. Yeah, she was the MC. Yeah. There was just a great group of girls. And um, Christina said, you should go on the panel next time. You would fit right in. So immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope Sarah wants to have me back, even though I was like rushing around all morning. So I emailed her and said, just so you know, I definitely want to be involved in all your future events. I think what you're doing is amazing. And she asked me back for a panel, the next event that she had, which was in Santa Monica. So right down the street from me, I came back from Laguna, um, my dad's birthday, my dad's 70th to be there on that panel, which 
truly makes me realize I haven't had like a free weekend, like where I'm just like there. And and if somebody said, oh, we're having this event on Sunday, can you be there? I feel like I just, my automatic response is no. Like I wish I could. I literally can't. I don't know when I ever have free time. I have this 500 hour teacher training. When I'm not in teacher training, I go out of town with my family and holidays, friends. I mean, I'm sure everybody can relate, but it just so happened that it did work and Laguna's close. So I obviously came back. Danica came with me that day. My other fabulous intern, she fell in love with the whole experience and we just had a blast. I mean, I could rave about it forever because the second event was also so beautifully put together. I feel like it was even bigger. There were more people there. There was my favorite people from Focus Magazine, Andy, making videos, the Empowerista stuff and Now this weekend, Sarah and Empowerista, a girl named Alex who started Empowerista, have partnered to do this de-stress for the holidays for a group of girl talk women. So I'm going to teach yoga with Jessie Golden, who's also amazing. Everybody should look her up on Instagram. She's like model, yogi, mother, incredible. Speaking of modeling, I noticed on your Facebook, Sarah... (laughs) <laughs> that you were represented by Blaze Models. Yeah. Okay. Stephanie Blaze is yeah. in my teacher training. Okay. And we're really good friends. Okay. It's Isn't so that funny, like full circle, like everyone like knowing each other. It's so like crazy how it works out. It's, I think I saw you something on Facebook, like a comment or something. I'm like, oh, Jordan knows her too. Like this yeah. is so funny. I know. Well, that kind of stuff happens all the time in my life, like yeah. all the small world connections. And it's because I truly believe that when you're on the right path and you're doing what you're meant to be doing and you're meeting the people that you're meant to be surrounded with, there's tons of intricacies and things that happen that show you, like it's kind of the universe telling you like you are where you're meant to be, which is why all these small world things happen. Like last week, I was filming a beauty video for Gwyneth Paltrow's makeup line. And that was really cool. So I was like in this video with Gwyneth Paltrow, literally coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Number one coolest thing. And I walk into where we were filming the videos in Bloomingdale's early in the morning, like before Bloomingdale's was open. And I knew that she was filming one other video that day. And it was one of my best friends in the video with her, but I didn't know that walking into it. My friend, Annie Lawless, who's another blogger. And I was standing there with Annie's fiance, like this is really weird. Like, this is really weird that somehow we were the two people that Gwyneth's team reached out to. And here we are in Bloomingdale's. Gwyneth's security guard is my good friend from Orange Theory. So the whole like little team, we all knew each other and it was weird. And I swear that weird stuff happens all the time. Does that happen to you? Yeah, it happens all the time. It's so funny because before I started Girl Talk and I was kind of brainstorming, I knew exactly what I wanted it to be and what I wanted it to represent. But when I was brainstorming the type of women that I wanted involved, I kind of asked the universe, like, will you start pointing me in that direction of where I'm supposed to be and bringing these women into my life and like connecting to people that are like-minded women and literally... I think that's when I'd done something with you and I'd remembered to reach out to you. And I kept like in my mind, like I know Jordan's supposed to be a part of this. It's like so crazy. And then all the other women too. And all of you guys either know each other or you at least know of each other. And everyone's the exact same like 
so like successful and passionate and love other women. It's crazy how the universe, like you said, like brings us all together. And it's so funny because I see all that too. Like this person knows this person or I'm at this event. And like you said, like someone that I'm really good friends with, I didn't even know that they were going, but it just kind of shows you that the universe is always working for you and not people think like, oh, this happened to me or this like negative, whatever, like, why did this happen? But it's really like the universe and life is always working for you, not against you. So when those things happen, you have to celebrate it and be excited and be like, this is awesome. And I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. And it's true. All those little small world things I feel. And if it's not like having mutual friends in common, it's something else that will, that you'll have in common with, with the people who are meant to be in your life. And even that happened with Sarah Heron, who is in Colorado and not on Skype with us right now. But when I met her at the Girl Talk event a couple months ago, one of the first things she said was, you know, you know, Brandon Cohen. And I'm like, yeah, that's, my best friend. How do you know Brandon Cohen? And he's like, he's my neighbor. I see him every day. And that was crazy. And so immediately I'm like, Brandon, I'm here with your neighbor. And that happens all the time. Brandon was my first podcast interview. So people listening know a little bit about him and, um, and just crazy the world work, how the world works. And I'm reading this book right now called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. <gasps> oh my God. And Sarah's just starting to read it. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah. So really she, ordered all of her books. She's incredible and um she has a lot of tips in there for looking to the universe like Sarah was just saying to ask for guidance and for help. I'm pretty spiritual, not religious but spiritual. So reading that book opened my eyes a lot and all the difficult things I've been going through, just as everybody does, all the challenges that have been hard for me this year, things that stress me out. I've been asking the universe to basically let me surrender those things to the universe and let the universe guide me so that I don't have to feel like it's all on my shoulders to move forward and to figure out all these questions that I have. And um, I swear to God, ever since... Ever since I surrendered and started saying these mantras that Gabby has in the book and just very simple mantras like universe, I surrender my crap to you, basically stuff like that. And she says like pick pick some signs and the signs will show you that the universe is guiding you. So I picked some signs. I'm all into that kind of stuff. I have my lucky numbers, animals, those kinds of signs. We have to talk about that. So... I mean, everybody knows who reads my blog. My lucky number is 201. It, oh it's everywhere in my life. I've lived in 201 apartments for the last eight years. I currently live in one. We're sitting in a 201 and this oh, is yeah. all, yeah, this is all like total happenstance. I don't try to make that happen. 201 I see on the clock every day. Anytime something really cool happens to me, it's at 201. Um, my literary agency, like uh, once, I, once I signed my contract with them for my first book, which was like the most exciting moment of my life, 201, like everything, 201. So 201 was a sign that I picked, of course, and also cats because everybody knows I love cats. And I have a few other signs like songs that have been prevalent in my life when they come on at special, unique times. Um, A song, Stand By Me, that probably everybody has heard. That's my song with my dad. That's our song. And after... I surrendered to the universe with Gabby's mantras. I was in the car... 201 stand by me comes on and I see a cat on the side of the road and I'm just like okay thank you universe for showing me that you're gonna help me and guide me and 
ever since then, things have just felt a little more simple. I mean, people who are close to me, even people, yeah, who read my blog, who I feel close to have noticed I'm a little less stressed out. I'm able to do new things like this podcast and just like reintroduce stuff into my life that I didn't feel like I had time for before. So it's all been amazing, but I want to hear what are your, what are some of your signs and like your lucky numbers and all that kind of stuff that, that you see? Okay. Well, first of all, that's amazing. I'm, I have a lucky number too. It's eight. And so I was born on August 8th, which is eight, eight. And I was born at eight Oh eight at night. So yeah. And I have other ones. Like my parents always tell me all this crazy stuff. So if I have to pick a number, it's always eights. And then I have things that have happened like in August, there's always things that line up, but your story, like I need, like you said, like I need to start paying attention to that more. Like you, that's crazy. Like that just gave me chills. Like my heart dropped because I know that eight means something to me and I totally believe in all of that. And I definitely believe in this is what I've been doing lately is when I say like universe, I surrender to you or please bring me this or something that I do every morning is I meditate. And I don't, obviously you've heard of Tony Robbins, but I do his priming exercise. So everyone could look that up. It's really awesome. And then you say at the end, like, universe heal me and heal those around me. And every time I can totally tell when I don't do that one morning, my day is way different. But yeah, I love that. I'm going to start like looking out for the eights now in my life because I always thought my story was crazy. But what you just said, that's insane. And I'm sure, yeah. And it's all about like everybody has their thing. It's just about noticing it and connecting to it. And once you're open to connecting to it. It's crazy what happens. Because I definitely have like weeks of my life, months of my life where I'm less connected to the universe, less connected to myself, to my core, to my heart, all of that stuff where I don't really see my 201s and I feel all off and and it bugs me. And then once I reconnect by spending time, meditation, yoga, journaling, taking care of myself, that's when I start to connect again. And it's insane. Like you said, you know, if you're not spending that time connecting, like the universe isn't just going to like swoop you up. Like it's there for you, of course, but you have to do your part too. Right. Exactly. That's true. You have to do your part. Like um, one thing that I've been also doing is, well, the journaling, the five minute journal, I use that because I wake up and I have five questions in my head that I'll say every morning, but sometimes I jump out of bed and I forget those. So I have my journal right next to me to make sure I do it. Three things that you're grateful for. I want to ask myself empowering questions instead of disempowering questions. Like why did this happen to me? Instead be like, this happened because there's something else amazing coming into my life. So universe, show me what's happening. That's amazing. Or what amazing thing is going to happen to me today? So I totally think, and that would be advice that I would give to everyone is to really connect with yourself and just be grateful. Write down three... If you want to start with like a minute meditation every morning or before you go to bed and then write down three things every morning, all those amazing is coming into your life. And the more you do it, the more you'll see it. So just like you said with 201, I'm really going to pay attention to that with my eights. And so as soon as I do that, I know it'll start happening like every second. You'll see it when you leave my apartment. I I swear to God, because like it's just... It's everywhere to you because you're connected. And I mean, that's something. That's amazing that you were born on 8-8-8-8-8. That's a real thing. All the... Like every time I've talked to anybody who is into energy work or who practices energy work and I start to tell them my thing about 201, which has been a prevalent in my life since um, 
my sophomore year of college. So it's been several years now. And it really just started with a bang. Like I lived in a 201. My best friends lived in a 201 in a different building. And then from there, it just like spiraled and everything was 201. And um, I've explained that to some, yeah, this energy practitioner type of guy from India. And I was presenting it to him. Like you, you might, like I might sound kind of crazy, but let me tell you, here's my number thing. And he's like, oh yeah, well, I'm waiting to hear the crazy part. I'm like, oh, so this is normal. And he's like, yes, everybody has signs. And with my birth charts and everything, I, he, according to him, I happen to be somebody who is very into numbers, like very open to numbers. And he believes the 201s actually add up to a three. So three is a thing in my life. And he thinks I'm going to have three kids and all this other stuff, which is awesome because I want to have three kids. I think that sounds great. Yeah. So it's so crazy. It's so cool. I love the tips that Sarah just gave for meditation, journaling, Tony Robbins, anybody who's trying to get into the self-care part of life. That's a great place to start is just those miniature, like one minute meditation, that's realistic for a lot of us. I mean, even I, I love to meditate. I practice yoga every day. I teach yoga every day. And I still don't always make the time to meditate. So just make it realistic for yourself. One minute, and then you'll add up two minutes and you'll start to feel that connection to yourself. And then you'll become addicted and it won't be hard to work it into your life. So my next question for Sarah, since this is the Soul on Fire podcast and you've clearly set your soul on fire by starting Girl Talk and now with the Traveling Girl Talk network and all of that, how did you... How did you start? So how did you decide? I mean, I'm not even sure what you were doing before Girl Talk. So I want to know that. But how did you decide to switch from whatever you were doing before and pursue something that's so meaningful to you and turn it into a nonprofit that is now, I mean, this is what you do full time. So tell us how you got started setting your soul on fire. I will. And I love the soul on fire. That's amazing. I'm very proud of you, Jordan. I went to college for psychology and I got my master's for family therapy. So I've always really been into helping people and advice and self-love and all of that, but I wasn't exactly living kind of what I preached. Like I'd always be the person that would like, you could get a hold of me at any time because I wanted to help people, but I wasn't putting those boundaries for myself. So I kind of stopped doing the therapy part of it because I just really needed to focus on myself. And then I lived in Nashville and I've always wanted to move to LA, but I was too scared to leave my family. Like it's like, we see my family all the time. I had friends here, but I'm like, I've never been away before. So I just finally was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Like I need to move to LA. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. I'll come back. So I moved to LA. I started working downtown, um, getting uh, clients in the fashion industry for PR and marketing. And I hated the commute. So I'm always someone, I don't like having the same schedule every day. I mean, some people do. It's not for everyone. Like all people are different. I just have never liked that. So I kind of started basically asking for what I want. So I'm like, hey, can I start working remotely? I started working remote, only going downtown like once every week, started finding my own clients. Then eventually I had my own PR and marketing boutique agency to where I would be helping brands build these campaigns for themselves. And even though I was making money, doing my own schedule, everything that sounds amazing, I was kind of miserable because I wasn't... I'm helping people, but I'm not really... I wasn't truly actually helping people like changing lives. Like my passion 
mission in life is to change people's life. Like ever since I was little, I've always volunteered. I know that I want to adopt someday just because that's something that makes me feel good and it makes me really happy. And I was kind of like working nonstop, building these brand campaigns and like putting volunteering on the back end. And I was just wondering like, why if I know what makes me happy, am I putting that on the back end? So I started brainstorming other things. I'm like, you know what? Brainstorming what I want to do, help people. I'm very passionate about women, supporting women. There's times in my life that I wouldn't let myself be vulnerable. So I would push other women away. And it just affected me so much. And I never want someone to feel that they're not supportive and push people away because they're scared. So that was another reason that I started thinking about girl talk and self-growth obviously is very important to me and self-love and female empowerment. So I just came up with girl talk and I was like, it all worked out. Like we said, the universe working for you. I had all my clients and my contracts happened to be up two months from them, but I didn't even really realize. And usually I renew them. And I just set a date for the first Girl Talk event, April, which you were at, which we just talked about. Had the first event, didn't renew any of my clients, went into Girl Talk full time and haven't looked back. So that's basically like how it started. And I'm very happy. And it means everything to me to be doing this. I know it's my life's passion. And I just can't wait for all the things that are going on, all the people that I've met like you. And my advice to people is to go... This is another exercise that I do, but make a list of the things that make you the most happy and just go do it. Because why are you going to live your life every day not being happy? Even if you're making money or doing whatever, it's like then you're miserable. And I didn't want to be miserable. And though I know it was going to be a slow process and I do have days that I'm like, what's going to go on with Girl Talk? We need this funding. We need this person involved. But it's what I'm passionate about. So I know that it's going to work out perfectly. And I've never been more fulfilled in my whole life. So... Wow. I love hearing that. No, it's amazing. And it's true to hear... I mean, something I've been thinking about a lot lately and heard about a lot lately as I've been getting more into this whole like universe has your back kind of thing um, is to let go of doubt, let go of any self-doubt. And that's what Miranda Alcott, who was on this podcast episode four, an animal communicator, but she's so much more than just an animal communicator. She's a crisis... um, management counselor and she in ways is very similar to a therapist and she helps people for a living and she also helps animals and um what she says is to let go of any doubt and doubt has energy so it's a real thing when you doubt yourself you're letting doubt creep in and take over and well that's how she learned to communicate with animals which is a whole other thing but I mean she didn't let herself doubt what was happening and so she teaches people she leads courses on communication telepathy all that stuff letting go of doubt and regardless I mean I wish I was telepathic I'm not I haven't put energy into that yet but everything else I'm trying to let go of the doubt because if you doubt I mean like Sarah just said Girl Talk is thriving. It's her passion project, but it's also really thriving. It's been incredible. The events have been life-changing for so many people. Um, it's just beginning. There's so much on the, so much on the horizon. And of course, she has doubts because who doesn't? Who's starting an organization and a business and in her case, a nonprofit, which is so incredible. I have doubts every single day. I have a business that, yes, it's thriving and I am writing another book and doing all these things that I'm very excited about. But doubt is everywhere. I mean, doubt is like, oh my God, but like 
I want to do more and I have doubts and it's just learning to let go of the doubt and trust in yourself, which goes back to the self-love exercises and working on, yeah, your happiness. If you do what makes you happy, there's not a lot of room for doubt. That's the other thing I was thinking, like with what you're saying too is, yes, of course, doubts it's just a part of life, but what you're doing makes you really happy. And same with me. So we're going to keep doing it every single day. We're going to pursue it. You're going to keep connecting with people who are going to become a part of the Girl Talk community. And in my case, I'm going to keep working on all things, the balanced blonde and also connecting with people who are going to become a part of my community. And there's not any way that both of those things will stop succeeding because like it's making us happy and hopefully making other people happy and making a difference. So it's going to continue happening, which is so cool. I too have a problem with boundaries, as you said. So that really interests me because clearly you've found a way to push past those boundaries. Um, You changed careers. You're Obviously not a practicing therapist, but I think everybody who has a background in psychology is somewhat of a therapist to most of the people in their life, which is always cool. Um, So how did you learn to set those boundaries for yourself? So it was not an overnight process by any means. I think I just started really realizing that before you can really truly help people, you need to put yourself first. So even though I was up, all night helping my friends. They could call me at any time. People that I didn't even know, I was like stopping my whole schedule for. It's like at the end of the day, I felt no energy left in myself. And I really wasn't being my best self for myself or the people in my life, my everyday life that I love. So I just slowly started really practicing self-growth, reading as much as I could, kept learning, kept putting practices to the test, talking to the universe, doing all those things and seeing what worked for me. And then just it kind of has become a way of life. I mean, sometimes I mess up and I didn't, I don't follow my boundaries and I let things happen that I shouldn't have let happen, but that's okay. And then I just get back on the course again. So I don't know if that answered your question, but I think it's like a self-growth, always practicing, always growing to get where you want to be. Yeah. It's definitely something that never stops. You got to work on it every day, which is really, really good advice. And then to go back to something that we were talking about, because I think this this is something Sarah's an expert on. So I want to talk to her about it while she's here is um, friendships, female friendships, empowering other women who are in your life. People ask me a lot when they start to read my blog and follow me on Snapchat and Instagram, they start to notice that I have a lot of friends. And that's something that I'm very proud of because I've cultivated this group of people over the course of a lifetime that are my close friends. I have friends that I grew up with. I have friends that I met in college and I have friends that I met much more recently and they're a big part of my life. And yes, I've had to learn how to create boundaries too so that I have alone time and energy for myself and all of that. But so for people who who follow, they actually tend to ask me quite a bit how do you meet like-minded people who become your friends? Because for a lot of us, that's hard. And even though I've always had a lot of close friends, I definitely have had times in my life where I've felt disconnected because, well, I'm a really particular person. And when I was in college, 
at a certain point, I stopped wanting to do all the normal college stuff. I was kind of over the partying and the drinking and I wanted to pursue teaching yoga and go to bed early. And I actually felt really disconnected at that time. Even though I lived in a house with, with five or six of my good girlfriends, I still felt kind of alone at that time. So I've had to learn how to you know, connect with like-minded people, but also find other ways to connect with the people who are important to me, who like to do different things. So what would be your advice for people who are looking to meet like-minded individuals? That's a really good question. And that's amazing. Everything that you just said, because I felt like that too before. Like I said, when I moved to LA, I have a great group of high school and college friends that were so close. We're like sisters. I love them. But you know, once after college, like everyone kind of goes separate ways of they're not into like the whole college things or a lot of my friends got married earlier than me and some of them have kids. And so I was kind of in this in-between stage of life and then I moved to LA. So that is another reason why I started Girl Talk as well because I'm like, there has to be so many other women out there that we all need a sisterhood. And I feel like we will get down on ourselves if we don't have that. We're not connecting with other women. So not to plug Girl Talk events or following along with Girl Talk, but that's, yeah, something like that. But I'll say how I made a difference with that is putting yourself out there. So sometimes I would just be in the same old rut and I didn't want to go to a certain event or I didn't want to like get out and do whatever it is. But every time I did, the universe gave me something back and I met someone or I got a creative idea. So you just need to put yourself out there and you, along with putting yourself first. I think when you're practicing those things and putting yourself first, then the world brings you those women that you're looking for. And just like you said, being aware of it and being connected to the universe, being connected with yourself. I think when you're doing that, all the things that you're waiting for, the connection, the like-minded women will start happening. So I, that's why I just really practice like self-love and loving yourself first. And that's what I think is the first step. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but yeah, like... You have to be the best version of yourself for you to get the type of people that you want to hang out with and like-minded people or else you're just going to keep getting the ones that might be toxic or the ones that aren't the people that you're connected to. So you need to also seek out a model in a way of someone that is doing what you want to do or is the type of person that you want to be and reach out to them and be like, hey, I want to know more about you or I want to know how you got here and just really always putting yourself out there and doing self-growth and then all those things will come together. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that if you're working on the best version of yourself, you're going to attract like-minded people. That's how I feel. That's what I usually say too. And I think the only times in my life where I was not attracting like-minded people were probably times where I've been a little more confused about what I wanted and what I wanted to spend my time doing. But you'll, you'll find those people once you start doing those things that you love. And maybe it takes really stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing something really different, going to events like Girl Talk. And there's so many others like any city that you live in, you could join a community, even like a fitness studio or something, and you'll start to meet people and it'll be awesome. So speaking of fitness studios and um, the Balance Blonde is so rooted in wellness and fitness. Do you have a fitness routine and a wellness routine that you abide by? I mean, I'm sure you do. You look amazing. So I would like to hear what it is. Yeah. So I'm actually someone that I will get on these like 
health kicks or these working out kicks and then I'll like fall off. So that's always been my problem. And it's so funny because recently... So I do soul cycle and I do Pilates. But there will be times that I'll be like, I'm too busy today. Like today, I'm like, I don't know when I'm ever going to fit it in, but I'm going to do something. Maybe I'll go for a walk. But the thing that kind of helped me recently actually with like... Because I love eating too. Like I love pizza. I love everything. But I also want to feel good. So instead of looking at it like I want to look a certain way, I now look at it as I want my body to be functioning at the best that it can function and be the best that I can be. So I look at it like that. Like I want to eat healthy because I want to have my insides feel good. And I want everything inside to feel good, be able to do more, have more energy, be more upbeat, be more of myself. So I stopped looking at it like wanting to look a certain way and more so wanting to feel a certain way. And that's the thing that's kept me um, even through the holidays and traveling. That was my biggest thing because we're always traveling and that's really hard to have a routine and motivate yourself to do a class. But we were I was just gone for the last two weeks and I did something every day. So I'm really proud of myself for that. Yeah, yeah but that changed... It changed when I started looking at things differently than like physically or you're supposed to look a certain way or it was more like just what, again, the self-love and like wanting to feel a certain way. Yeah, totally. It's all about how you feel on the inside. That's what I've found too is whenever working out and eating well starts to become about looking a certain way or being a certain way or being like some kind of label, vegetarian, whatever, it's not really always for the right reasons. And so it's not always going to stick or going to last. But if you think about it in terms of wanting to function at your very best so that you can continue doing the things that you love, pursuing what you love, it's kind of hard not to listen to your body. It just helps as far as learning to listen to those cues that your body's giving you. I like that advice. That's very true. Like what you just said with the why, I think that a lot of people... I don't want to use the word fail because I think it's amazing to fail because it leads you in a bunch of different directions. You can probably think of times that you thought that you failed and you were so upset back then, but now you like laugh and you're like, thank God that didn't happen. But I think the reason people's whys are what keeps you from being motivated to do something that you want to do. So just make sure your why is something that really connects with your heart. Because if I'm like, oh, I want to work out because I want to look good. Like, of course, I care about like looking a certain way to some degree, but that's not like a strong enough why in my heart. So I had to change it. So it's like making sure your whys of doing something connect with your heart more so than like what you think it's supposed to be. That is very good advice. You have so much balanced advice. I love it. I feel like it's very obvious that you do a lot of work on yourself. You spend a lot of time taking care of yourself because your answers are all very articulate. Like you you fully know what your whys are, which is really cool. A lot of people don't. Um, it's, it's hard to connect with that. So that's... I like that a lot. My next question goes back to business, entrepreneurial life, all that kind of stuff. What has been your biggest challenge so far with Girl Talk? Because as much as it's thriving, getting something off the ground is hard. It's There's always challenges. I mean, what you do, there's tons of outreach. You're always having to pitch yourself kind of. I mean, everybody is who is an entrepreneur. So what have been like some of... Well, your top challenge, but also some other challenges that you've faced. You know, my biggest challenge has been kind of balancing it all because I do... I have so much help and I have so many amazing people that have volunteered and even from you to all the speakers that are so supportive and help get the word out. But my biggest challenge has been 
like needing to have more help. And I hate to say anything about like money, but that's why you just have to find people that are passionate and it'll all work out. Because of course, when you're first starting a business and you need to do certain things or you need like an assistant or something, like you can't always afford to do that, but you just have to find the right people and then it'll all work out. So basically when I... For the first event, I knew exactly how I wanted it to be and I pictured it. But then there would be times that I'm a very like in my head person and creative person that my creativity would be blocked because I had all like the busy work or the things that like the numbers and the things that I don't love doing. So that's been my biggest challenge. And then just getting the word out, especially to get the funding for the Girl Talk self-love tour. And that's what I'm really working on now. And it sometimes feels like there's not enough time in the day because you have to reach out and let people know about what you're doing. So sometimes I will get down on myself about that and be like, there's not that much time. And I'm saying like disempowering things to myself. And then I need to change direction and be like, it's going to work out. And as soon as I do that the next day, it feels like another person reaches out. That's like, let me help you. Let me get the eyes on girl talk and let me introduce my readers and introduce this person because they're passionate about it and they they don't want anything from you they're just passionate about what you're doing just like you were like come on my podcast and you've been so helpful so again going back to meeting like-minded people and people that are supportive even though you're always going to face the challenges and i will continue to face challenges with girl talk again, I'm doing something that makes me happy and is helping the world. So I think the world will reward or like help me figure out those challenges that I... Yeah, guide me. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Well, one thing that you don't have a problem with is getting awesome people to speak on your panels because seriously, everybody who speaks at the Girl Talk events, not to toot my own horn, (laughs) no, but everybody else who I've met, like um, from Danica Bryshaw with Model Meals to... The Bella Twins to the Pop Sugar Girls, the other bloggers, Sarah Heron, every single person. I could name them all individually because they're so inspiring, has such a cool story. So it's definitely a testament to Sarah as a person that she's been able to put together such a group of women because everybody just says, yes, yes, I want to do this. Yeah. Like, yes, this is this is amazing. And people become passionate about it because it's just a cause that you want to support people in the audience are there to learn. So they're there to learn about entrepreneurial life, about blogging, about um, success stories, about people's personal journeys through all sorts of things. Real stories. Yeah. Authentic stuff. I know because I will say I've spoken on a lot of panels that have been pretty much about like starting a blog or starting a business and the whole general vibe of some of those panels. And there's nothing wrong with this because positivity is great. But Danica, my intern who comes with me to a lot of these, we always talk about them afterwards. And and Girl Talk, we obviously afterwards felt like that was so genuine and authentic. And I mean, she, she and Danica, who have the same spelling of name, like really hit it off. And Danica loved, loved, loved the whole event, everything about it. Sometimes we leave and we talk about the fact that the only thing that was really said by every single person was follow your heart and your dreams and just do it. Like it'll just work out. And if you do what you're passionate about and you reach for the stars, then life will will reward you and be nice to people and, and just like, you know, do it kind of. And Danica and I are always like, ugh, that wasn't helpful for the audience. And I mean... 
I say that kind of stuff from time to time because I'm a positive person and I actually do believe that hard work brings success and passion brings following your passion brings success. But there's a lot more to it than that. So I try to sneak in tons of other tidbits of advice. And so when you say real talk, like people come to hear real stories, people don't want to come hear about your success and hear, well, then I did this, then I did this, and now I'm successful. And what really bugs me, and I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, is there's a lot of successful people who give advice, give advice, give advice about other people finding success and they make it sound like it's this overnight success story. And there's no such thing. Like working hard is an everyday thing. You work hard, the universe rewards you, you work hard. Like it's just, there's so much to it. So everybody at the Girl Talk events tells real stories and, and we all on those panels so far have had like such different journeys Mm -hmm. to success. And I don't know. I just think it's, it's really inspiring. And I think that you have to be on the next panel as I've been telling you, because you have such, you have such a story that needs to be shared as well. So what we, we have like 10 minutes left. So I'll ask you some fun questions and some just all sorts of other things. So your husband, he's awesome. He comes to all your events. He's so nice. He shouts from the back of the um, venue, Jordan, speak up, things like that because of the microphones. Kind of similar to my whole entire life. Stop working. Microphones, technology. Oh my God. He's so great though. So how did you guys meet? And like, what's what's the story there? Yeah. Okay. So I hate... I don't want to be like, oh, positive, blah, 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 but he really is my soulmate. And it wasn't always that easy. I've had relationships that didn't work out. I wasn't a really big dater. I'm not really a big small talk person, as you can tell. Like, So I was kind of bad at dating. But again, when I first moved to LA, I just had knew what I wanted. And I have vision boards and journals. And I wrote down everything that I was looking for in a guy. And... It was like a month. This is so not like me too. So it's just like the universe bringing me where I'm supposed to be. But a month into living in LA, I'd been like dating, like going on a few dates that I normally am not not about that. And then I brought one of my best friends to this party of a friend that I went to school with. And I was trying to set them up. And then actually my husband's name's Josh. He opened the door to the party and it was like, oh, hey, Sarah. And I'm like, hey, who's this guy? Like, I don't know who you are, but okay. And then it was actually ended up being his birthday party. And then we talked. And then ever since then, I put myself out there. I think I act, and this is insane because I'm actually pretty reserved and shy sometimes unless I know you. But I was like, he says that he was going to like play it cool. And then we were saying bye to each other. I'm like, oh, you're not going to take my number, which is so not like me. Yeah. And so he took my number. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously we've had struggles and challenges. Not every relationship's perfect, but he's just extremely supportive. I would say he's one of my biggest supporters. Like you said, like running around at the event, like basically like a Girl Talk member. Like he's just like... I mean, he's amazing. So I think that's another thing. It came into the, it, he came into my life at the right time when I was really working on myself and really knew what I wanted and I wasn't going to settle for anything less. And that I believe that the universe would have brought us, we keep talking about the universe, but it's so true. I believe that the universe would have brought us together no matter what, but I didn't meet him earlier because I wasn't ready. Yeah. And so, yeah, timing is real. Oh my gosh. So how long have you guys been together? So we've been together for five years. And then this last October was our two-year anniversary because we just got married two years ago. Yeah. 
October is a good time to get married. What was what's your anniversary? The 11th. <gasps> I knew it. That's my birthday. Oh, it is. Yeah, I think we knew that at one point. Okay. I think, yeah, I love that. See, okay. I'm telling you, small world connections. There's some 201s in there if you yeah. think about it. You just yeah. have to go backwards because it's 1011. So yeah. backwards is like the two ones and then the 01. So that's my birthday. I love that. That's so special. Well, he's he's so great and he's so sweet. Like looking around that event, he's one of maybe like two males in the whole entire venue and he's so helpful and uh, always so friendly. And I feel like you guys really are meant to be together. And I love, I love to hear that. So let's just keep going with the fun questions because fun random questions are my favorite thing. Um, What is your favorite indulgence when you're going to have something that you wouldn't normally eat or whatever it is. Like maybe it's not food, but what is your favorite indulgence? Uh, My favorite indulgent is actually food. It's pizza. I'm like obsessed. If it's anywhere, I don't care where it's from. I like have to have it, but I'm really trying to get into like the gluten freeze and um, Cafe Gratitude has a pizza. It's really good, but yeah, pizza, I'm like obsessed. So... (laughs) Me too. Pizza's really good. Gluten-free pizza, I'm telling you, is like amazing. And with Girl Talk on the road coming up, as I'm calling it, because you're like, you're you're going out of LA and like doing new things. Yeah. What cities are you going to next and where can people find you? Because some people listening might be able to go. Yeah. Unless it's just a school tour. It's a school tour, isn't it? Yeah, but we're also going to do other meetups and probably connect and inspire in the other cities too. So we want to expand. So the first school like, is in Arizona. Uh-huh. And then we have two schools in Arizona. Then we'll be back to LA. Then we'll be going to Nashville. And then this we're actually going to do Connect and Inspire in May. I haven't announced the date yet, but it'll be coming soon. It will be in LA again, but we just hope... I think the next Connect and Inspire will most likely be in Scottsdale or in Nashville. So I just have a really big network there of people that can help and people that are already very supportive there. So there will be a lot of things that people should stay tuned for to get involved everywhere. Wow, that's so cool. You guys, wherever you live, you should totally try to get involved because the event, I mean, I feel like we have explained it, but in case there's still any mystery about what Girl Talk is and what Girl Talk stands for, these Connect and Inspire events are a gathering of women and... um, usually really big. So there's a lot of space in the audience for people. And when I say big, I don't mean huge. They're still intimate. I mean, the tables where people sit, they really get to connect with the people that they're sitting with. And there's inspiring panels and speakers. And there's always like some kind of brunch and tables where you can shop booths like the Balance Bond Apparel, things like that. So it's really an all-encompassing event where people just speak authentically to each other. Stories are shared of success and journeys towards success. And it's a really good place to meet people. I've met so many great friends there. I it's it's fantastic all the people who we've met through through Girl Talk. So I'm really excited for Saturday to teach yoga with Jesse and have our de-stress event. So as we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to say to the Balanced Blonde crew? Well, I just want to say thank you to all of you. And you have the most amazing leader, Jordan, over here. And I can't wait to connect and inspire with you more. If you haven't been out to our event, come out. Another thing that I love about it really fast that a lot of people always say is that they meet all of people like you and the panelists and they're like, oh, I'm not just like watching them speak and they like peace out. Like I actually like they treat me as a friend and I actually have personal time with them. So 
come out and see us because we're all about connecting and helping each other. But I love the Balanced Blonde crew and I love you guys. And thank you so much for having me. And I love you, Jordan. I love you. It's so fun having you here. We're lucky to have had Sarah here today. We're sitting here in my apartment and we have cords basically wrapped around our ankles because there's so much stuff just to set the scene so you guys know what we're dealing with up in here. But it's so fun. And I've also had help lately editing the podcast. So basically the only work that I have to put into the podcast are these conversations, which is pretty much my whole entire dream come true. It's not work. No, I'm sitting here with my friend as I have been for every episode so far. I feel so lucky. So everybody listening, very honored to have you listening because this just rocks. This is such a fun thing to do. And it's it's another way of connecting and inspiring just like the Girl Talk events that happen. So definitely check out the YouTube video on my channel from the first Girl Talk event that we did. And you can see all sorts of photos. I'm already excited because I know the photo that I'm going to post to promote this conversation, yes. this podcast, because so much somebody captured, it was Danica, of course, because she's the best photographer ever, yes. captured the most perfect moment of me and Sarah hugging, embracing right when I stepped off stage, right when the whole panel stepped off stage. It's such a good one. Check my Insta if you haven't seen it, because... Um, by now it will be up I'm sure um so very excited and we love you guys say bye to Sarah bye love you guys oh and check out girl talk network on Instagram and girl talk network.org because it's an organization love it okay bye guys talk to you soon Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so glad that we had Sarah here today. I think her story is super inspiring. She has definitely set her soul on fire and helps other people at the same time. So I hope that you loved hearing from her as much as I did. And thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Let me know if you have any suggestions, requests, anything at all. I am happy to bring it to the podcast. Happy holidays. I hope everyone's having just the best, coziest time and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.